This is our second week and our last week. We're only doing two weeks of senior night where I've asked a couple different seniors last week. It was Matt and this week it is Allie. Um, basically one question that said, hey, if you, if, if you um, well, I'll let, you, I'll let her explain the question. But I asked her a question and, and like, hey, what? And she wants to share about it. And so the Lord has put some stuff on her heart, on her mind. And so here's what I want to encourage y'all in. That I know most of us have one of these phones. And, and, and I would say, hey, like, if you're going to use the Bible app, that's okay. But honestly, that's way too distracting because it just takes one notification, one urge to like, ah, let me just like hit that hit that game real quick. Like, let me just get a couple points real quick. And then you end up playing it for forever. And so I want to encourage y'all that as she speaks it for the next like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, that you just put your phone away. You put it on silent. Don't let it be a distraction. Sweet. I was like, is Jesus coming back right now? He's not, but that would have been cool. But we would have been there together. been awesome. Anyway, but if you just put your phone down, like put it, put it by your seat. Don't hold it. Like don't let it be a distraction because here's why. And I believe that God actually has something for you specifically. Like, like there's a reason that God brought you here in this place, in this time right now. Like, that's God's sovereignty. Like, he brought you here on Memorial Day you didn't, weekend. You didn't have anything, like, that, that was planned by your parents, yet you got to be here. And so I just want to encourage you, take advantage of that. Like, make, it, make the most of that. So if y'all would, with a very warm welcome, would y'all give it up for Allie? Hey, y'all. Is it working? Okay, good. So I know this is probably weird for you guys because I'm usually up here leading worship and you're like, hello, are we supposed to stand back up? Like, what's going on? Another song. Um, but today I'm here with a message that the Lord has put on my heart. Um, like Caleb said, he asked me a question and what he asked me was, what is something I wish I knew earlier in middle school and high school? So I'm just going to share with you guys something um, that through the word the Lord has put on my heart, something I think is important and something that has helped me personally, even through this last week when I was struggling um, to get through a hard time. Um, so before we get started, I'm just going to pray for us and then we're going to begin. So dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for these students. God, thank you for this opportunity tonight. Um, I just pray you would ease my anxiety, that you would be speaking through me that every word that leaves my mouth would be of you and from you. God, I pray you eliminate distractions in this room and that you'd be ministering to not only the students' hearts, Lord, um, but my heart as well. We love you. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So um, I have sort of always been an anxious person. You pro I don't know if you can tell right now, but this, this situation gives me anxiety. Um, I overanalyze things all the time, as we all do, and I overthink a lot. But my anxiety has never taken a hold of me, and that was until a few months back. So I usually keep a pretty busy schedule, um, but in my life I got to a point where my schedule was overfilled. I had clubs meeting three times a week in the mornings. I had school um, basically all day, every day, and then I had something to do every afternoon or night on both weekdays and weekends. So um, it was fine for a while and I was able to keep it up, but randomly after a full week, my anxiety spiked. It went through the roof. I started having panic attacks multiple times a day. Um, 
I was just so mentally drained that I would look forward to going to bed at night because I didn't feel that way when I was sleeping. And I even skipped school one or two days because I didn't think I'd be able to make it all the way through. So um, this went on for weeks and was one of the toughest things I've ever had to go through. Um, and during this time, my mind was so consumed with my anxiousness that I didn't pick up my Bible. You know, I prayed a lot and asked the Lord for strength, um, but I didn't even try to seek the Lord or look past my circumstance. I had become so entangled in my circumstance, I had become blind to what was beyond it. Now, not everyone struggles with anxiety, but one thing we do all go through is hardships. At one point or another, we've all been in a circumstance where we felt overwhelmed or where we felt um, hopeless. And this may, this may be you right now. You may be in that season and you may be struggling with something, whether it's addiction or you're struggling with a family matter or um, a friend, a relationship. Um, or maybe you've previously been in that season. You just got out of it. Or maybe you're about to go into that season. But in the Bible, the Lord talks about how these trials are a part of life. In John 16, he says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, trials are inevitable. The Lord has even promised us that in his word. Um, but he doesn't stop there. He gives us hope. So if you guys want to get out your Bibles um, and turn to John 16, that's where we're going to be today. We're going to go through verses 16 through 22. And while you guys are doing that, um, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of backstory on what this passage is about. So basically, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's foreshadowing his crucifixion, and he's telling the disciples um, of the obstacles that are to come. He's telling them of the obstacles that are to come in his departure. But he also gives them um, something to look forward to. So we're going to start in verse 16. And it starts off by saying, A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while you will see me. And because I am going to the Father... So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. So Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he tells them that he's leaving. But he leaves out all of the details. And I don't know about you guys, but if one of my friends came up to me and they said, Hey, Allie, um, I'm leaving for a place at a time, and I'll be back one day. I wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, cool. Bye. See you then. I'd be like, what the heck do you mean you're leaving? Where are you going? When are you coming back? I would be worried. I would be anxious. And this is exactly how the disciples react, just as any of us would. So they become troubled, and they don't understand what Jesus is telling them. They don't know that in the upcoming hours, Jesus is going to be arrested and crucified. So seeing this, Jesus responds in verse 19. It says, Jesus knew, hear that tonight, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, is this what you are asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while you will see me? You see, God knew their hearts and their thoughts, just as he knows ours. 
This is the character and the heart of Jesus. He sees that they're troubled, and he's not a God who's going to walk away. Jesus sees that they're troubled, sees us in the midst of our hurt, and he's not going to walk the other way. He wants to help us through it. Um, He knew he needed to prepare their hearts and their minds for what was to come. So he does so in verse 20 by saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. Jesus knew that in the upcoming hours, um, they would be in deep sorrow. They were going to lose their relationship. These disciples walked so closely with Jesus. um, It's as if we were to lose a family member deeply. Um, There's grief in that, and there's deep sorrow in that. And this is exactly how Jesus knows the disciples are going to feel. Not only that, but he knew um, it would seem like the enemy had won, and their hope would be taken away. Their circumstance and their sorrow would overcome them. But he knew all of those things, but he also knew that in his power, their sorrow was going to turn into joy. So in the next verse, he gives us in the disciples um, a real-life example to better understand his plan and be able to visualize it. He says, When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. See, friends, while our circumstances may not be easy, through the pain and through the labor, there is life in the end of it. When we reach our eternity and when we see Jesus face to face, um, all the suffering, all the pain disappears. You see, when mothers go into birth, they know that it's going to be hard. They know there's going to be pain. And if a mother goes into birth without knowing it's going to be painful, someone needs to explain what she got herself into. (laughs) But um, they know this, but they also know that in the end, when they hold that baby in their arms, the joy and the peace that they feel in that moment far outweighs any pain and any suffering that is in the midst of it. Um... This is our future. That is eternity for us. And this is what we have to look forward to, even in the midst of chaos. So finally, in verse 22, he finishes by saying, So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. And that is our hope, a joy which no one can take, and a victory that was won on our behalf. So you're probably hearing this and you're like, all right, that's great. You know, that's so um, encouraging. But how do I live that out when I'm in the midst of that trial of that hard circumstance? How do I practically like live this out and put this into practice? So I'm going to give you guys three things tonight that can help us through these circumstances. Number one is seek the Lord. Um, The truth and power that is found in the Bible is our first line of defense in these hard times. And this will be a light to guide us through them. And through through reading the word, um, we develop our relationship with Christ. When we get to know the character and the heart of Jesus, um, we get to know how much he cares for us and how much he loves us. And in that, there's an inexplicable joy and an inexplicable peace which surpasses our understanding. Secondly is to pray. 
Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will not let the righteous be shaken. Like we were talking about in verse 19, um, the heart of the father is that he cares for us enough that he's not going to leave us where we are. And the heart of the father is that he wants his children to cry out to him and he will provide us with the strength that we need to get through these hard times. And number three, I think um, something that helps me a lot is to focus on our future. Now, when I say future, throughout intermediate, middle, and high school, our brains have been conditioned when we hear that word to think, you know, uh, what career am I going to pursue? What, you know, who am I going to date? Um, what my house look like when I get older? You know, how many kids am I going to have? But if we're focusing on an earthly future and on things that are constantly changing, it's going to be impossible to sustain that joy. But when we focus on our eternity and on a future which will never change and can never be taken away from us, we can always have that joy no matter what's going on around us. Um, Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. In our weakness, he is strong. And when nothing in life seems stable, the Lord will be. You see, friends, when we are actively and desperately seeking the Lord and spending time in his word, joy will be found in his presence. Um, even when everything in life seems to be falling apart, there's joy to be found in his name. So I'm going to leave you guys with a couple verses that personally help me a lot when I'm going through hard times. Um, I just read these words and I, I get joy and I get hope. So the verses are Psalm 16, 9 through 11, and it says, Therefore my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So I hope you'll have peace in knowing that there's a victory that is secured on our behalf and an eternity which gives us hope for our future. So before we go into community groups, um, I'm just going to pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, once again, I just thank you. God, thank you for being good. Thank you for caring for each of us. Lord, I pray that every student, um, every individual in this room would know that that is your heart for them, that you care for them deeply, that you love them, you see them exactly where they are, no matter what they may be going through. God, I just pray that um, there would be deep um, intentional conversations in small groups and um, community groups. And I just thank you for this opportunity once again. I love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Can y'all give that up for Allie real quick? So cool. Hey, here's what I need you to know before you move. Before you move, I just need you to hear this real quick. What Matt said last week and what Allie said this week, they, had, they didn't have any idea. Stop. Stop moving. Stop moving. Just listen. What Matt said last week and what Allie said this week, hear this. They did not know what the other one would talk about yet. When they say, hey, here's what I wish I would have known, they said very similar things. I wish I would have known that, that I should seek the Lord. That in the hard times, like instead of running to everything else, I should seek the Lord. Man, I, I wish I would have known like that there's joy in his presence. Like that there's power in his presence.
So like, I just want you to take that. Like when you get to be a senior and I walk up to you and I say, hey, do you want to share something like about what you wish you would have known that, that you're going to say, actually, like, like I've been doing and walking with Jesus since middle school. Like that you wouldn't walk in an opposite direction, but you would take advantage of what someone vulnerable and transparent has said to you. That you would just trust that, that, that God is, is saying, hey, hey, like here it is, like you should know there's joy in my presence, there's power in my presence, there's the, the, my, a relationship with me like brings hope to this life now and hope for eternity. And so I would just encourage you in that word. All right, go to your community groups. If you don't know where you're going or you need help, come find me.